Welcome to the Ask Dr. Deanna Show. I'm Dr. Deanna Holdren, your host. Join me weekly as I cover various health-related lifestyle medicine topics that you get to request. This show is for anyone who wants to proactively improve their health position. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining me today for another episode of Ask Dr. Deanna. I'm excited to share with you some great information about protein sources today. And I know it can be really confusing. Everybody's looking for a healthy protein, a clean protein, um, hopefully an organic and GMO-free protein as well. And it can get pretty confusing out there because there are protein sources. Uh, you know, there's a lot of soy proteins out there. There are whey proteins, pea proteins, etc. So today, I wanted to just share kind of my thoughts on protein. And first of all, if you're wondering, well, why do we even need protein? What is that all about? Well, basically, protein is essential for growth and repair. It makes up about 15% of the mass of an average person. Now, we've got some bodybuilders out there who probably have a significantly higher amount of, of muscle, but for most of us, it's about 15%. Amino acids are the building blocks of protein. So we have to have amino acids either in our diet uh, or uh, th that our body will actually make to be able to, to make protein. And some of the amino acids are, are produced naturally within the body. Nine of the amino acids are called essential amino acids, meaning that we can't make them and that we have to basically eat them either from plant sources or from animal sources. So that's the gist. That's why we need them. I'm going to start with my favorite protein. I'm going to go with raw pea protein for the win because that is my favorite. The reason it is my favorite is that it is high fiber. It is low calorie. It's nutrient dense. It is a plant superfood. It satisfies the FAO essential amino acid requirements. It has lysine, arginine, glutamine, leucine, isoleucine, and valine, which is a branched-chain amino acid. So I love this protein source. It also helps to aid in muscle tissue maintenance. It is comparable to egg and milk proteins. It has, again, branched-chain amino acids, and it actually has more branched-chain amino acids than any other vegetarian protein. It helps to restore uh, balance after intense physical stress. So if somebody is really working out hard and they've got a lot of physical stress, they're going to basically more easily restore what we call nitrogen balance after that workout. It's going to increase muscle mass while decreasing body fat. It has the ability to improve vasodilation and promote healthy heart habits. It assists in maintaining lean body mass helps facilitate calcium absorption, boosts the immune system by producing antibodies, also helps to produce hormones, enzymes, collagen, tissue repair. It's low in sulfur proteins, and sulfur proteins actually will speed up the aging process, and we don't want that. And then it also helps to increase satiety and metabolism. It helps promote healthy kidney function, and helps to prevent, possibly even treat hypertension. So you can see why I'm a big fan, okay? I always say uh, pea protein for the win, vegan protein, that you know, plant-based protein that is clean, it's organic, GMO-free is the way to go. Some products will include 
In addition to the pea protein, they'll include a little bit of uh, raw cranberry protein and rice protein so that you have a complete amino acid profile. And that's actually my favorite one is one that's a bit of a blend there, but it's primarily pea protein. Uh, Raw cranberry protein is um, it, it includes all of the amino acids, all of the essential amino acids, that is. It's a powerful detoxer or detoxifier and diuretic. It helps to treat bladder, kidney, and urinary problems. Again, think about cranberry. You see uh, cranberry tablets that are available for people who frequently have urinary tract infections, etc. It helps to boost your immune system. Uh, cranberry protein has also helped with increasing HDL, which is the good cholesterol, and decreasing LDL, which is bad cholesterol. Helps to improve circulation, relieve stress and depression. There are some uh, studies that show that it it helps with skin issues like acne and dermatitis, psoriasis, etc. So again, cranberry protein, you can see that's a great one um, added together uh, with the um, pea protein and then add in rice, which is a whole grain, excellent for, whole, for heart health. And you've definitely got a win because you've got a full amino acid profile there. So let's talk for a minute about whey. I wanted to hit, you know, really my favorite first and then kind of go into whey And then finally end with soy. So whey protein has this reputation out there, especially amongst bodybuilders, as the thing that they, you know, really, really want to use to help build muscle mass. That's typically what you will see in most bodybuilding type products. And basically, I don't like whey because a lot of the way in which it's processed, uh, it will have, you know, high levels of aspartic acid. It also will have high levels of glutamic acid, which is a form of MSG. So I just feel like it's toxic from the start, uh, but it also can cause amino acidemia, okay? Amino acidemia is where you've actually got too much amino acid in your system. So bodybuilders' rationale for using this particular product is that they're trying to stay in a positive nitrogen state. So when people are exercising, uh, exercise, of course, you know, you're lifting weights, it damages muscle, it stresses the muscle and basically throws the body into a negative nitrogen state, which is a catabolic or breakdown state. So it's breaking things down, tearing things down. So frequently bodybuilders want to reverse that negative nitrogen state. They want to move to a positive nitrogen state. And basically they, they try to do that to quickly um, get out of the catabolic state and into anabolic or building state by consuming whey protein, okay? Because it's a rapid surge of these amino acids into the system. The problem is, is that the, the rapid surge does not actually sustain that anabolic state And what happens in result is that it leads to an increase in insulin. So there have been some studies that show, you know, regular use and consumption of, you know, large amounts of whey protein maybe drives the person toward diabetes, type 2 diabetes, you know, more quickly because of this surge in insulin. Okay. What it, and the, the way that it causes the surge in insulin is that it, it stimulates beta cell secretion, which then in turn has a surge of insulin and leads to type 2 diabetes. So you can see why this would be a no-go. And not to mention, you know, there are a lot of isolates. There are a lot of uh, just just the whole way in which whey is processed. Whey typically is cheap. Uh, In addition, a lot of people are very allergic to whey because it is uh, a product that, um, uh, again, has is high in the allergenicity. 
Uh, the final protein that I'm going to hit on today is soy protein. And there's a, there are a lot of soy products out in the market as well. And soy was once considered to be, you know, a very healthy product. If you think about uh, infant formula, baby formula, there are a lot of soy type products. Uh, I don't recommend soy, especially not for babies uh, or for men, uh, because it does have a lot of phytoestrogens or plant estrogens in it. And I just don't think it's ever a good idea to to give an estrogen stimulating product to a baby or, or to a male. So I don't like it from that standpoint. And it basically is also on my dirty list, okay? Dirty in the sense that it is very, very hard to find soy that is clean, that is not genetically modified or been sprayed with glyphosate. There are some uh, soy-based tofu products out there that you can find that are clean, but for the most part, um, it is hard. And soy is in everything. It is in, you know, salad dressings. It is in, uh, you know, pretty much all sauces. It's in so many things out there. So you really have to, to be, you know... Uh, looking for it uh, and make sure that you're reading labels uh, to be able to avoid it. And uh, typically when we're looking, so so soy is on my no-no list, okay? So not going to go there at all. Uh, and then finally, one thing that I like to say, a lot of people always wonder or always ask me, how much protein should I be getting? I think this is a big one uh, because people get a little confused. And for most of us, okay, those are those of us who are not bodybuilders. We are not, you know, trying to add massive amounts of, of muscle to our bodies. The rule of thumb is one gram of protein per 2.2 pounds of weight. Okay, one gram of protein per 2.2 pounds of weight, which is a kilogram of weight. And so you you essentially can divide your weight in half, and that's approximately the amount of protein in grams that a person should have in a day. So I hope this has been helpful. Just a little tip on protein and you know what to avoid, what to look for. And next week, I hope you'll join me again. We're going to talk about nutrition and autism. We're going to talk a little bit about our kiddos, uh, the rise in autism, and what we can do to help them function at optimal levels. Thanks so much for joining me. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed that episode. For more information, visit me at DeannaHoldren.com. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dr. Deanna Holdren. I really want to hear from you, so message me. I love taking your messages and creating topics from them. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share my show with those who have an interest in health and wellness. Thank you for tuning in and see you next week.